Jim Joyce, you know, see, seeing you back on Zoom versus being able to see you, you know, in real life, you, you're, yeah. you're much better looking in 3D. <laughs> same air, man, same air. Same back at you. And, and this has been a whirlwind tour. So you're, you've been on the road. When, when are you back? What's, when are you back? When were you back? Sunday? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we, Marty and I took, uh, so, you know, uh, for, for the viewers tuning in, tuning in uh, we were at the Health Excel gathering, which the team has done an amazing job pulling it all together. And we were in Dublin and Marty and I did a selfie uh, that we sent to Marina saying, right. you know, uh, sober in Dublin. Both of us just didn't feel like drinking. So I got back the next morning after after your dinner. Um, and so I'm, yeah. I'm back in Barcelona. This is actually, uh, you know, our co-working space where you can rent uh, rooms. So this will be our location of our board, your, your coach board meeting in two weeks. And some people are actually coming in in person. Yeah, nice. and then um, I'm heading back out with actually partial uh, part of the Your Coach team to uh, Frontiers Health uh, in Milan oh. next Thursday and Friday, the uh, 11th and 12th. Um, not too late. Fantastic. There's still, still some there's still tickets uh, available. Three D spots available because there's a limit on how many people. Um, okay. I, I'm pretty sure they're almost at capacity, but shout out. Okay. okay. How are they feeling um, about it? I know you're involved in kind of helping them figure it out. Um, yeah, no, I, I think uh, the the mood is great. I think everybody's excited, you know, pending any right. you know, quote unquote flare ups that, you know, we could and should be expecting as, right. as you know, the C-19 has not left or going anywhere. Right. So yeah. Yeah. anyway, um, and it's good to see, you know, on one side, Marina and I were walking uh, today and um, it's good to see tourists around um and right. as a matter of fact the next person i don't even know if you know this i told you who it will be but right. uh himself and his family are tourists so uh here in barcelona so ah. this discussion i'm gonna let him in Aman bati um who right. I, I actually met through our dear friend uh anish uh okay. Sindori, so uh, who was also on the shot with us and right. there is Aman. Hey, 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 Jim. Did you Good guys ever uh, meet each other? Yeah. Yeah, virtually, yeah. right? Virtually, yeah, virtually no. in person as well, or just virtually? Virtually, virtually. I think um, we may have crossed. You were at Health, right? Um, couple no, no, I didn't make. No, didn't make Health. Oh, okay, okay, health okay, Excel, okay. Health Excel, probably. Health oh. Excel. Yeah. 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 We did something with Health Excel together, Jim. Yeah, we did two things. You were nice enough to join another advisory uh, yeah. session on direct to consumer. Uh, you know that Health Beacon was kind of coordinating. Yes. yes. And then and then we did something else together, another event. But on like, another panel. Yeah. Delighted. I feel like I know you. Delighted to uh, see you on a happy Wednesday. Yeah, and yes, so Jim, no. just just so you know, it's 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 like a double or even triple happy Wednesday for Amon. Right, because okay. uh, a it's his birthday and he's doing the yes. shot with us. Um, and as a matter April of fact, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I will have to take an actual shot. I, I did bring. Uh, hold up, here. Okay, so we will take a shot. <laughs> I think my birthday is the excuse for Eugene. <laughs> I, no, hey, Wednesday, cheers. Wednesday. I got I got my hotel complimentary bottle of water. Yeah. <laughs> well, cheers. Thank you cheers, very much. Cheers. Usually, ah. I, they have me um, working so hard, I've had so to that, reduce that, my alcohol. 
<laughs> that, that's one. Secondly, Aman, we were trying to actually, because we're meticulously unproduced, we were trying to, Aman is actually with his whole family for his birthday, yep. all right here in Barcelona. And yeah. we were going to try to pull what Jessica and I did, uh, kind of be on right. different sides of it, but then just got too complex. So right. this recording stands between us and the drinks and to celebrate okay. our birthday. So <laughs> yeah, awesome. you know, my, my, my kids decided to uh, prioritize and my wife to shopping over uh, Eugene and I trying to coordinate meeting up physically. So, uh, okay. but no, really, really happy. And again, honored to be here. Thank you very much, Eugene and Jim for your time. Yeah, happy happy birthday, man. Great to spend it Thank with you. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I was just thinking, you know, I was listening to the, you know, what they did, what Eugene did at the health conferences, um, Jess Damasa took over. So I actually, and I feel bad about this, Eugene, but I have to admit, I, I only just listened to the full episode on the way into work today. And I was laughing. I, I was laughing. I thought it was great. And, and, I, and I, I, I was like, oh, wow. I actually like listening. You know, I really, and, and this is actually pretty decent of the show, you know. <laughs> That's because you weren't there. Just kidding. Yeah, um, it, it's yeah I'm on last week. They, we're like 70 something episodes deep here. You, right. know, you know, you'd probably know, I don't know if you know the history, but it's like, this was a total, uh, you know, kind of life hack, you know, during the the, the two years we've had together, of, right. of us just trying to stay motivated and, and you know. And sane. <laughs> <laughs> no, sane. no, I, I enjoy the episodes and uh, I appreciate you guys doing this. This is. Uh, but let's get, let's get to you, Oman, because again, yeah. uh, you know, let's not try to, let's not force ourselves to make this as the shortest episode but I'm thirsty and, and I know, you know, we, we need to celebrate uh, the millions of viewers and listeners. Tell us about Aman and who you are. And yeah, start, start way back, way back, back fetus level. Where am I, where am I going? I mean, it's up to you, wherever, right. wherever you uh, want to start. I was, I was, I was my, uh, probably my parents' second mistake. The first one being my sister who's in the middle and my brother who was planned or I don't know, the other way around, maybe, but, uh, or maybe all three of them. Um, but uh, yeah, so born in Queens, New York, uh, grew up in Queens until I was about five. We moved to uh, New Jersey, um, uh, complete shift. I mean, 180 from where we grew up from uh, uh, in Flushing Meadow Park down to, or Kew Gardens to uh, um, Marlboro, New Jersey, where, uh, uh, you know, farm country. And now I live in farm country, New Jersey and Chester, New Jersey. I did the same to my kids. What my parents did to me was pluck us up for some, from somewhere, um, and, and throw them into back country where everybody comes apple picking and peach picking. So, um, fortunate next enough stop to Barcelona. Uh, next stop Barcelona. And next stop. That's right. That's right. They, they keep, they actually say, well, we'd love to move here. Like, well, when college or now They're like, ah, it depends, you know, we don't mind. So you wouldn't let me move to Texas during COVID, but you're okay with Barcelona. Apparently <laughs> I'm trying to get, to, I'm, I'm trying to get in that tax free zone. That's, that's really what my goal is. Um, yeah. but I, uh, I, I, you know, was forced like all Brown kids to become a doctor. So I got my MD, uh, and, uh, you know, went to the Caribbean, got my MD from Dominican Republic, um, and, uh, got married. We had a baby on the way, was waiting for residency, started consulting in industry, realized that there was a whole career, um, for physicians in, in, in the pharmaceutical industry. I had no idea. I never knew that, that physicians are consulted upon or are called upon. I knew that they did research. I thought it was only the academic physicians, you know, that, that were, uh, really kind of bench scientists that were willing to kind of forward medicine that were getting funded by, you know, large companies and all that. And, um, 
uh, yeah, I, I basically f- found a career, um, uh, started off in drug safety, hated it. Um, mm. You know, it was probably the closest you could get to seeing a patient without actually seeing a patient because you see their entire chart, you see everything that they've consumed and what's wrong with them. But I, I did not enjoy it um, and uh, I stumbled into um, basically a, med- a career in medical affairs, which has been tremendous. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, so, uh, now, um, I've stumbled into digital health and, and now I'm in digital health. And so I kind of find a way to, uh, uh, basically just keep my, keep my, keep my brain, uh, constantly occupied. I, I think I'll be dangerous if I just sit and do nothing, uh, probably, um, detrimental to my own health, to be honest. How did, <laughs> so. how did you, uh, just b- b- back up? So DR, yeah. um, you know, yeah. um, a doctor how did you even stumble and say well crap i i just i want to go into the industry like what was, what was that trigger moment oh it's a the, the the forcing function was simply that you know we had a baby on the way no income and uh i, I actually applied for a job at cvs as a pharmacy tech and mm-hmm. i remember getting rejected they called me and they said you're overqualified <laughs> and i'm like i just need a job Right. And, and, you know, they're like, well, we're looking for somebody who's going to be in this role for five years or more. And I'm like, who, who right. wants to be pharmacy tech for five years? And my sister's a pharmacist, right? So, yeah. um, and, and uh, so I was getting rejected from jobs um, because of the overqualification. Um, and I wanted to do something with, with my MD. And I think a lot of foreign medical graduates actually end up having this double-edged sword where, um, you know, you have this you know, degree that is all, all powerful and, 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 you know, able to save lives and help people, but without the, you know, without the licensure in the U S or residency, um, you know, is, is meaningless. And, um, and so I think, uh, you know, for me, I, again, very fortunate that, uh, my brother-in-law had introduced me to uh, a nurse who was a medical writer, and then she introduced me to a recruiter. And then one le- thing led to another. And next, you know, I had a three-month gig and in a medical information call center, which was hilarious. It was a warehouse in, uh, in Toronto, New Jersey. Um, oh, and, really? yeah, uh, yeah. That was, that was pretty, that was fun. <laughs> but by yeah, the way, call, call, t- talking about call center, Jim, I don't think, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember, I think in college, I, I had a gig uh, also cold calling uh, for donations um, okay. And uh, just as uh, just as a side note, I remember I, I kind of uh, I, I had a call to this um, elderly woman who basically said, "I'm sorry, my 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 husband just passed away," and so I said, "I'm sorry t- to hear that." And the guy who was listening in, you know, the big boss walking around, like always push for more. I just quit and resigned right there. So <laughs> it was like, I mean. Anyway, sorry to yeah. derail. I just remembered it, and I, you know, it's late. It's all like kind of Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, or Wall yeah, Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, exactly. I, I, so for so for me, I would call. We were calling physicians on behalf of pharmaceutical companies, and we would say, "Oh, is Doctor Smith available?" And the nurse would quickly say, "Doctor Body's on the phone for Doctor Smith." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. This is more like a, you know, I'm right. just calling to give them the latest update on the recent clinical trial by X Y Z Pharma Company." Right. I get yelled at by the physician on the phone. I'm seeing patients. What are you doing calling me? Right. So right. I learned very quickly to call the bees. The bees were the ones and, and uh, you know, that that uh, <laughs> people had called previously and said it's a busy signal. It could be because it's disconnected. So I sat yeah. there for like weeks just calling bees and then I got caught. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But that, that's the entrepreneur. Like it, yeah. it sounds like you've had this like trying to find a job, needs musk at pharmacy tech, you know, going to DR. You yeah. know, um, that I loved all the angles. I, like I, it speaks to me for sure. I remember yeah. I, I had a sales job 
where the guys, you know, and I had no idea how to sell the product. I wouldn't even describe it, but I was in a big sales call center and I'm doing the sales job and the same thing. And they were like, they all started betting on us and which the guy, which guy was going to make the first sale. And I said, well, like, I'll, like, I'll double, I'll put my money at risk. I'll make the first sale. And I had no, and I didn't know anything about the product. And what I did is I just went through all the Joyce's in the phone book and I called the Joyce's. (laughs) 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 And I was selling something. You had to go see them in person. You know, so it's going, (laughs) you're lucky here. Mary Joyce, John Joyce. (laughs) We must be family. (laughs) You, 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 you guys, I think are more lucky than me because my list would end at like my, my, cousins and 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 like there's not many burahoviches in in the uh in, in, the, in the in the yellow book back in right. the day like i called all three of them yeah. <laughs> they all said no it's there's something incredibly like i was thinking about selling you know like having to or even having to kind of have raw human interaction where you're not being you know whether it's in a call center setting where you're taking in calls and you're dealing with someone who has a you know an issue or complaint there's something like it's almost i feel like almost every you know, anyone going through industry would just benefit from that. Like that's not just putting people in call centers, like your health coaches, Eugene, you know, they have to kind of maybe interact with people that they, that it hasn't all been filtered, right? Like they're not calling you because they have to, you know, that's a real skill. Yep. No, absolutely. I mean, uh, the sort of the behavior on, on the customer service side, it's, uh, it's, it's a challenging field. Definitely. I mean, yeah. think think of us calling customer support on the other side of it, right? Um, especially especially in US, uh, I'm kind of just zero zero. Okay, oh, so, yeah. so now you're in. We're back to pharma now. So yeah, you're, back, you're back moving to pharma. You're, we're moving through medical affairs now. So you worked you and you worked for quite a, like a quite like a lot of pharmaceutical companies, or a decent amount, two or three or. Yeah, yeah. I started off. Um, so I started off on the prescription side, and it was in a small outfit, Columbia Laboratories in East Hanover, or sorry, in, in um, Livingston, New Jersey. Uh, a very small company, about twenty people. I think forty reps in the field. It was a vaginal progesterone gel for infertility, and I was kind of in a in a role that I got to do a lot of different things, and I, that's where I realized I like medical affairs because I was I was the um, the clinical uh, 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 you know the field clinical liaison, if you will. I um, worked very closely with regulatory around, you know, requirements for the FDA. I worked um, uh, with the research team, a research team being my boss, uh, basically on, on clinical trials. Um, and I presented, uh, you know, um, to various types of, uh, I put advisor boards together, presented to various types of uh, physicians on, on what the use case of our, our, of our medicines are. Um, and again, worked very closely with marketing. And that's really where I realized um, that I enjoy that probably the most being kind of creative about what can we say about our product? What can't we say our product, you know, living in the Mm -hmm. gray a little bit. Um, and, and, uh, I was there about two years and then, um, my, my CEO came up to me and said, uh, Hey, I need you to come into the boardroom real quick. You need to present to some bankers about, you know, what our product is and all that. And I said, bankers, why would I present to bankers? And I found out, we're selling the company. <laughs> so uh, Lois on the totem pole, uh, you know, just joined most probably most recently and uh, started applying everywhere. And so I went to, um, I, I was fortunate enough to get a role at Record Bank Ezer, um, not right. knowing anything about the consumer healthcare space at all and ended up in consumer healthcare. I did about 12 years in consumer healthcare. Um, wow. Reckitt, Novartis, uh, GSK, Sanofi. And uh, yeah. um you know, I, I think I, I think you know. If I look back, I just kind of stumble into things and don't let go. You know, I uh, right. I try to figure out, you know, how can I make the best of the situation I'm in, 
um, and, uh, and, 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 you know, try to hone in what my, I still haven't figured out what my skill sets are, to be honest. I just, I think I just, well, I love listening. I love listening to you. So you're obviously you're yeah. a speaker. You're kind of like the, you're, you're, you sound like, like the, um, take this in the most flattering way, but like the Forrest Gump of medical affairs, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like chocolate. <laughs> But, but also, I mean, I, I want to contrast that's interesting because I actually just learned another data point uh, that while you were the larger pharma brands, uh, it was been mainly on the con- kind of the consumer health yes. divisions, right, which is very different still. And, you know, I, I got to kind of witness it firsthand from yeah. the core kind of R&D pharma versus there's actually in many companies, there's no R, right? It's just I and D. Um, yeah. And so I think the medical affairs and the intricacies of it are probably different from the peers and the in the pure pharma world. Maybe talk a little I, bit about that. I, I think it, it's I think it's almost harder because um, uh, the molecules that we have, everybody has. Everybody has acetaminophen. Everybody has dextromethorphan, guafenicin. Uh, if you look at what Mucinex did, I, I think what they did was fantastic. I mean, you took a molecule that was, you know, as they call it, donkeys all years old, right? I mean, like just, uh, I think the last study was in the 1950s. And they simply just did a pharmacokinetic study where they put it into a, a, a tablet that, you know, disintegrated over 12 hours or released medicine over 12 hours. And that was it. It was just a PK story, three peaks versus one, you uh-huh. know, uh, even flow. And, and I think it becomes, Eugene, it becomes a little harder because you're gonna, everybody's playing with the same Lego blocks and there's only yeah. so many shapes you can make with the same yellow, like, you know, I made a wall, I made a wall this way, <laughs> like I made a staircase, right. right? There's not much you can do. And so you have to get very creative. Um, and, and there is innovation. I mean, I, I was mainly working on switching products to over the counter. So yep. you know, at Novartis, we were looking at at at, at a um, at a cardiovascular opportunity, um, and that's where we started getting into a little bit about ten years ago into into looking at telemedicine at the time, which was in its infancy, and um, looking mm-hmm. at other kind of you know digital tools that can help enable switches. Because what what we always say is like the easy switches have been done, meaning things that you can um, symptomatically feel uh, and self diagnose have been done. Yep. Um, but you know, I was fortunate enough to work on the Flonase switch at GSK, uh, yeah, well. the Flonase Sensimist switch, um, uh, uh, or Veramis switch, uh, and other, uh, switches as well. Um, and so that becomes a little bit more difficult because you're trying to, you know, not only convince the, the, the health authorities that, Hey, this is safe for somebody to take on them on, by themselves, but you also have to convince them that this is something that they could self-diagnose. Um, and, and, and the like, but, but consumer healthcare in general, I think it's very fast paced. Um, we could get a product technically on, on, on the shelf in like four to six months, if it's just a flavor change. Um, and even then you want to talk about, you know, why my berry is better than, you know, the other, right. the yeah. other brand's berry. <laughs> By the way, for our, uh, you know, the listeners, not everybody is from kind of the pharma and OTC, maybe just yep. double click on what is an OTC switch in like 30 seconds. Yeah. For, yeah, for basically, it's take yeah, it's, it's taking a, a, a product that's prescription where you it's required a prescription by a physician or a healthcare professional, and you uh, essentially go through a process through the FDA and other health authorities worldwide where you make this available um, for general sales, just like you're buying milk and eggs that you don't need a prescription anymore. So, uh, famous switches again, you know, uh, Allegra, uh, Claritin, uh, Flonase, Nicorette, Nicoderm, um, you know, all those products have been were previously prescription. Uh, and now they're, they're available, um, as a, as a, well, now they're available as a store brand, but you know, they're available over the counter. 
And when you think of this role, this term, you know, just staying, we'll do, do a little definition thing here. Um, if we think about like medical affairs, you know, that term medical affairs, you know, yeah. is, you know, I feel like it's something that's, it, it's, it can be as loose as it sounds. It's like, you know, medical affairs is it, we have the person just taking uh, broadly care of a range the of catch all for everything <laughs> yeah. range of different affairs <laughs> <laughs> that's why i was attracted to it. i was like affairs hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh medical affairs oh but did, did get, did, do people get quite like kind of like nuanced about like what it, like oh medical affairs is this and it's not that or is it as broad as it sounds yeah i, I you know it's it's a very interesting question jim um, I've found, I found that a lot of times we have to explain the role of medical affairs internally, not only, not, not just externally, but even internally, you know, different companies have different views of what medical affairs does. You know, um, I've always viewed it as, you know, uh, clinical. And, and I learned this from, from, from Rob Chaponis, who, who, um, uh, was our head of medical over at Novartis. And we've had the fortune, fortune enough to work with my GSK as well. Um, you know, clinical generates data, medical disseminates the data, right? And that's kind of like at, at the very high level, how you can kind of, you know, uh, bucketize in a sense, the, the functions. But yeah. then from medical, to your point, there's a spectrum of, of what the services are. I always view it as, you know, our job is to be a latch on um, and attached to the hip to the sales and marketing functions, um, trying to figure out what's happening out there um, in the field. Um, you know, what, what pushback are they getting from clinicians, from pharmacists, from other healthcare professionals, and how do we use those insights to actually drive our clinical, pro you know, programs, you know, for example, you know, perhaps it's, uh, um, uh, you know, marketing wants to make a claim that our product works in 10 seconds. And we look at the literature and we'll say, mm, we don't have any claims around, you know, we don't have any data to support any timeline, uh, efficacy. And, and so go back to clinical and say, you know, we wanted to do this study, uh, how much will it cost? How long will it take? And then go back to the business and say, look, if this is, you know, is if the ROI is there to do this study, then we would be able to do this phase four study. Um, so it's kind of that conduit between, you know, clinical clinical trial um, world in a sense and the medical and the marketing and sales function. Um, at, that's at the high level. I think, you know, yes, you can get very granular. Is it publication planning? Is it conference planning? You know, is, is it, are we doing rep rides? And, you know, who, who does what? Um, when it comes down to field questions, you know, some companies have uh, medical, medical information functions uh, that then ladder up into medical affairs. Other companies have medical information that's separate. Some companies have no medical information. Um, right. And so, you know, it's, it really is, I think it's just dependent upon what the company's needs are and the brand's needs are. Sure. And then, and then I know we'll go into this and we'll probably, as we move into your alive core part of your, your career here. But that's like a whole nother Pandora's box in terms of how digital health companies kind of adopt yeah. some of this pharma, you know, nomenclature parlance and, and don't or kind of <laughs> fumble around with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I, you know, when I when I joined a live course of VPMed Affairs, you know, there was, again, some uh, uh, structure that we had to put around what does medical affairs mean to a live core? And right. what will medical affairs do? Um, and, you know, I think we had at AliveCore, we had a chief medical officer who was doing many functions, you know, uh, Jacqueline Tribody, fantastic leader um, uh, who, who I got to uh, not work with, but she had hired me and then had left the organization um, uh, right before I joined. But, you know, when I look back at what she was doing, she was doing everything from, I think, I think AliveCore was our first company. I know that she was consulting for them for some time. But in essence, you know, she was doing many things. She was doing clinical development. She was doing medical information, product complaint management, um, uh, R&D support, and medical affairs all in one. 
And yep. uh, I think, you know, um, at, the, uh, at the time, you know, there was a decision made that, you know, there should have a, a, a separate medical affairs function. Um, and that just looked at, at the, I think when I joined, we were at 89 publications. Now we're at 160 publications within two years. Wow. Um, yeah, it's fantastic, fantastic by, you know, thought leaders in cardiology throughout the world. So, you know, Dr. Dave definitely um, uh, has developed a product that, you know, has high caliber and, um, and, and can be extremely um, uh, beneficial to the world. And, and we, we've benefited by, you know, researchers that have been willing to conduct um, a critical research around the utilization of our device for various use cases. And so, you know, when you're sitting on so much literature, um, you know, one needs to kind of start mining and figuring out, okay, what, what, what can we say about our product other than we, what we know? Um, and can we start designing studies, you know, ourselves and, and what else can we do with the data that we, that we have at, at hand? And so, um, you know, I think there's been a lot of, and, and I, I, I must give a lot of credit to the live core leadership to recognize not a lot of, I haven't seen many medical affairs roles. I think now they're popping up. Um, not that I'm looking, but you know, I've seen them popping up. Uh, every um, uh, they're, they're just flowing I, your way. The, the they're just flowing my way. Uh, the, yeah, digital health. Yeah. I can't, I can't help it, but um, Dr. Dave, yeah. keep, keep that guy. Keep that guy. <laughs> um, uh, so, so, so basically, you know, I think that, you know, I have to give a lot of credit to the Oxford leadership to realize that, you know, you need somebody who is able to understand the business of medicine, translate the clinical data and support the, med the, the marketing and sales function in, um, in, in being able to uh, promote the product for you know, what it's intended to be used for. You know, I remember, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, so I, I, I still, I, I remember I ordered the device as soon as I could. I, I was kind of fascinated by it. And then I got the, the Apple Watch insert one uh, if you remember the little one and whatever oh, else, but um, yeah, I you know been a big fan of Dr. Dave and then uh, and the device itself. But it's yep. interesting because I remember you know kind of putting my my hat on uh, my old hat on in in the pharma world. I remember pharma companies, including you know the company I was with, kind of dancing around LiveCore and many other digital tools, right, yep. um, and saying, well. This is fantastic and upstream it's great and you know we can diagnose you know new to therapy but those models just still were question marks on how do you really incorporate that into the business model of pharma yeah. right tools like alive core yeah. so i'm curious like you know where 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 are you guys on that journey if you can even talk about this right i mean i know many more adopted it right yeah, no, I, I, so for me, uh, when I joined again, I joined as a head of medical, but uh, a few months into the role, um, my, my previous role at, at Sanofi was as the global head of digital medicine, where my role was to really scout for startups like AliveCore to partner with throughout the world. And, you know, we worked with plug and play and, you know, we, we, we also scouted directly, we work with our uh, leaders of R&D to kind of look, understand what's the problems that they're trying to solve for, for their brands and how can digital uh, uh, solutions, whether they're apps only or you know physical devices like the cardiomobile um, be beneficial in, in in improving patient experience and patient outcomes and all for the cons consumer healthcare uh, organization and you know one of the things is that uh, I think you're absolutely right uh, you know there it, it there companies um, just in general this is not you know one specific yeah. company what I've noticed you know when I when I joined the core started working with partnerships for pharma I reached out to pre our CEO and said you know I think we should be partnering with pharma companies and you know she she was um, she was uh, 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 nice enough to go ahead and say you know what if 
I think this is kind of her philosophy. If you see something needs to be done, don't wait for somebody else to do it, just do it. And um, and and we were able to put partnerships together with various uh, CROs, you know, um, was introduced to uh, uh, Michelle Longmere by Ritesh, uh, our, 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 our very good friend Ritesh, and uh, uh, was able to uh, reach out to her and say, hey, you know, uh, Medibles the leader in decentralized trials. Uh, our device would be perfect for decentralized trials. And so we were able to put a partnership and collaboration together there. Um, uh, put one together with ERT, and we have all these other now uh, CROs that we're working with as well. Some can't name, some can't name, and still, you know, but top top three, top five CROs um, that we're currently working with, where a device is being used in clinical trials um, in enabling digital uh, decentralized trials. Um, and then we do have a couple of programs that are out there with large pharma companies where a device is being used for um, uh, uh, supporting um, products in market, commercial use cases where you, know, they, you need to screen for a particular side effect, for example, QT. Um, you know, QT prolongation is a, is a significant um, a barrier to uh, being able to uh, prescribe certain medicines, cancer medicines, uh, you know, some uh, new, new medicines in ulcerative colitis, uh, multiple sclerosis, et cetera. Um, and I think that you know, the, the, those have been fortunately you know, either through the, the decentralized you know, clinical trial use cases actually were quite easy, right? I mean, we, we obviously COVID was a forcing fa function and, um, you know, you needed a six lead ECG and, uh, or the ability to take an ECG uh, when the patient's home. The pharma programs, you know, when pharma approaches us, I find it to be a little bit more easier because it's their idea and, and you kind of have buy-in by several people. Um, but there are some use yeah. cases that were... Though, sorry, sorry no. I'm going to interrupt, though, I, I want to say uh, there's also, you know, there's people reaching out from pharma uh, just to sort of learn, right, and bring something yeah. back to their bosses, meaning you really have to be careful about how much time and where you spend it. <laughs> so, 100%. 100%. And I used to be, again, I used to be on the other side of the table. So yeah, I know, yeah. you know, a lot of times, um, you know, that's why at AliveCore, we're kind of instilling processes around that now. Um, where we're happy to work together and, and collaborate, but um, you know, I think I think startups need to need to think about you know the amount of resources. And I think sitting on the other side of the table, this may have been just Amon, not not you know the organization, but sitting on the other side of the table, many for many years, you know, I think there's a there's this kind of assumption that you know, well, we're you know we're this large pharmaceutical company, and you know you should be so honored that we're working with you, and you know use our logo in a deck, and you should be able to get investors, and you know, um, and and but we want you to use all your resources. We don't care that you know, oh, you were on a trajectory that was going to go for a you know software as a medical device you know, classification. I want you to take all those resources and now solve my problem. And by the way, I'm only going to give you this much, or if you do, we can give you a press release or some, you know, something in exchange. Right. And even and, that, even that, you know, will they, <laughs> will they give you, give you the press release? Yeah. 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 I mean, there's a reason why I'm not saying names of, 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 of various companies, right? So, so, but the, but the point is that I think that, you know, to Eugene, to your point, right. It's, um, there are there are people out there that want to change the pharmaceutical industry. There are people like right. us. We were all we were all on the in, what I'll say the inside, right? I mean, right. Uh, we were all once there, and I think that there are people that want um, to lead, and 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 they know better, right? They they know that they want to be innovative. They know that the world is is moving towards this um, digital world. But you're in this um, environment uh, where uh, you still have, you know, traditional medicines being made and developed, and that you know sell for billions. And um, it is very hard to be a change agent. It is very hard to be a change agent, uh, and sure. you know, oftentimes it's just a forcing function of, you know, again, like 
Well, the competitor is doing this. No, pharma doesn't want to be the first, right? They want to see somebody else do it. And then they want to now, now, now I want it now. I want it yesterday, make it happen. You know, right. um, the, the purse opens magically all of a sudden when a competitor does something, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, but I, but we can't, I think, you know, for us, you know, we also just can't wait for that to happen either. And, and I think by attending things like health and, and, and you're going to CS South by Southwest, DTX East, DTX West, you know, engaging with thought leaders and just educating that this could be simple. I mean, our device is, is, is sold on Amazon, sold at Walmart. It's made for somebody to just buy without having any right. physician oversight and training and use. And a lot of devices are like that, that are coming out. Um, and they're and and they're very cost effective, right? Um, and and I think it's time for you know at least you know pharma to start thinking about how do you take these tools? Forget about the the more complex tools that you know still are are are, right. are you know require somebody to come into the house and set up you know um, uh, uh, certain machinery. But um, you know I I really think that you know the the mindset needs to shift a little bit. That uh, hey let's try it. Whether it's a pilot, you know do it under clinical trial. You know, um, do it under just a phase four study, do it in a local region um, and, and partner with other companies, partner, partner, partner. You know, if you have to bring in a, a national pharmacy chain, um, you know, a, a national store chain um, to enable it, um, why not? You know, I think every, everybody benefits and you will learn much faster. So when you think I want to, sorry, Jim, go ahead, man. Please go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, I was going to, so we're at 35 minutes. And uh, I'm anxious to have some Galician food uh, and drink. So I wanted to get to your famous question, but so you went, uh, but also there's one stop in between. So, you know, doctor, you know, back into the, in, into straight into the industry, medical affairs, big pharma world, a life course, you know, I guess we can still call it a startup, right? To a certain extent, even though you guys yeah, are 10, large 10, enough. 10 years now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then um, I've also noticed, which I don't know much about, uh, you're also advisor to Orbit Health, which I think is more of a startup. Right. So you kind of right. now, you know, maybe talk just a few minutes on that. And then I want to get to Jim's question and then go drinking. Yeah. No, I, for, for me, for me, I think the knowledge that I've been able to kind of garner over these, you know, 12, 14 years of being in, in MetaFairs and working in consumer healthcare companies has been you know, uh, basically it's the same, it's the same structure, right? When you're trying to launch a brand, it's the same structure of trying to understand, you know, what market you're going in and who you're targeting and, um, and, and how do you differentiate your brand over others? And, and so um, I, was, I was introduced to Orbit by Anish, um, who we'll be meeting in a few minutes, hopefully, uh, for dinner. Um, and uh, uh, essentially just was kind of taken aback by uh, the passion of, of, of the founders, Franz and Patty. And um, uh, and, and what they'd like to do is basically um, very similar to a live core, right? They, they want to enable remote uh, uh, monitoring uh, for Parkinson's uh, via, uh, via technology in, the, um, in, the, in, in, in wearable devices, right? Um, and uh, it allows for screening um, and, and, and identifying patients early with Parkinson's. And then also uh, they're looking at once a person is diagnosed that you can better monitor them and, and, and better, better diagnose and, and manage, sorry, better manage them remotely um, by a dashboard that they've created. Um, and so, you know, I enjoy, um, uh, I enjoy advising, um, even investing, uh, you know, uh, in, in, in uh, startups that all are, 
focused on changing humanity and, 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 and enabling um, uh, people to not, you don't have to come in, you don't have to come in physically to be treated, to be get top care medicine. Um, anything that looks at democratizing health in a sense um, is, is uh, or any aspects of, of healthcare is what I'm in for. Um, and at a life core where I head up now the biopharma group. So I moved, I think, you know, one of the things to highlight is, you know, I've moved from my career of being in traditional medical affairs. Now I'm the, you know, head of this business unit within uh, uh, this group in a life core called life core biopharma, um, where all we do is we partner with pharmaceutical companies and we partner with, you know, CROs. And that's what I'm also advising um, Orbit Health on is, is um, you know, how do you successfully do those types of partnerships as well? Um, and I think startups need to be aware about how, how you go about those kind of strategic partnerships and uh, navigate and, it all. And navigate, yeah. yeah. You, know, you have to know who you're talking to. If you're talking to the head of R&D, the conversation is going to go, you know, going to be very focused on, on problem, you know, solving certain problems. If you're talking to the, lead, the commercial lead, you know, very different problem sets that you need to start, start uh, focusing on right. and talking about to get their, get their attention. So, but it, we're going to have been having a fantastic ride here in digital health now. Before we, um, I want to sneak this question in. Just before we go to the last question, consumer hardware health tech, and I'm asking for a friend. I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> where, where is, where is the space at? You know, like scale adoption. Like AliveCore is like the OG in the space, right? Like you know, yeah. this like, like where is the space at right now? We're on scaling. Just any kind of small words of wisdom. Yeah, you know, it, it, I think there's pros and cons in a sense of going um, uh, uh, direct to consumer, right? Um, from a from a scaling perspective, uh, you know, definitely, you know, from from an alive core perspective, there's definitely a lot that we we've already accomplished. We're definitely well, the leader in um, remote ECG monitoring. Um, we are shifting now towards more towards the healthcare side and more healthcare professional offerings. In fact, our pipeline is probably more richer for healthcare professional offerings than it is for consumer offerings. Um, and, and again, as you look at kind of the biopharma route that we've taken as well, um, you know, shifting away from from consumer healthcare. Um, but you know, what we've learned in the consumer healthcare world, um, you know, uh, it has been fantastic. I mean, the insights that we've been able to get in real time—that's the beauty of being direct to consumer, right? You get now. Granted, you know, I remember again being being part of the other on the other side of the table where it would be. Like we don't care what your NPS score is, right? <laughs> you know, Amazon ratings is not a reflective of is 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 not is not a, a proper surrogate for clinical data, but it's real time, you know, and you're able to mine those insights right. and get insights about people really using your products and all. So, um, you know, I think that uh, you know, for us, um, we've we 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 are just starting, um, you know, in a sense of what you'll see from us. We're in 42 countries at Alive. I think many people don't know wow. AliveCore. We have our products all are available in 42 countries. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, a it, it, it's a lot to manage and, um, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, but that's the beauty of having a product that's so universal. Uh, you know, this, I keep it in my pocket. I think Eugene is used to be seeing it, but you know, you, you're showing it, but you know, this could be used anywhere. <laughs> it's 42 countries. That's a lot of medical affairs. That's a lot of medical <laughs> affairs. Yeah. I still have two roles at Alive Corps. I'm still, a, I'm still ahead of medical and I'm, I'm the head of biopharma. So, um, and somehow well, I, I, I found time to be in Barcelona. <laughs> I don't, awesome. don't want to stand, stand between you guys and your drink. So, so Aman, if you just do a little mental, uh, uh, kind of shift with me here and imagine yourself a um, young uh, clinician that just completed their medical degree has been turned down from a pharmacy technician job at a, uh, a U.S. national chain 
um, has a young family that they're worried about, but then comes up with this brilliant idea and happens to know, you know, a bunch of funders from Barcelona that are willing to fund the idea. What advice would you, and they have a, it's a consumer health tech hardware product. What advice would you give to that young founder? I, I, that's a, that's a very interesting question. I, I always wished I was that young founder. <laughs> I was always, you know, I was always, I would always hear those stories. Hey, about, you're you still know, young. Somebody, you're still young. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, people at a bar, oh, I met somebody, I drew something on the back of a napkin next to, you know, this is a $20 billion company and, you know, you're ringing the bell at the <laughs> New York stock exchange. Um, I think, you know, number one is surround yourself with good people. I think it's very cliche to say, um, you know, but make sure that you um, that you talk to as many people as possible and you kind of are, um, uh, you know, leverage your network. Um, uh, trust people. I think trust is big. Um, I'm, I'm always one that probably trusts too much. So I can't say, like, you know, be careful who you trust. I've been very fortunate where I, I think trust has been huge for me. Um, I don't know about trust your gut because I never trust my gut, but... <laughs> Um, you know, looking back, if, if I could go back and tell myself something, I always wish like, oh, I should have gone and got licensed and, you know, would have changed kind of what I, what I would have done and just been, you know, gone into neurology and, and, and kind of stayed, stayed, stayed course. But looking back, back, I've had tons of fun and, and, and I wouldn't change a thing. But um, as far as somebody who's trying to like, you know, uh, if it was old me and was trying to start up something, I'd say take your time. It will come, things come, uh, things tend to fall, puzzle pieces fall in place by themselves. Um, if it was meant to happen, it will happen. Um, you know, and, and, and I think that if you're trying to force things and take shortcuts, I'm one that takes, uh, took many shortcuts in my career that I've regretted. Um, you know, again, because, uh, I, 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 for various reasons we could talk about over drinks later. Um, but you know, I, I think it's, it's, it's just know that things will happen, uh, when appropriate. I've kind of learned that from my brother, um, that uh, things will happen when they're supposed to with time. And if it's the right thing to move forward, it'll move forward. Um, if the stars align, they align. And if they don't, it's for a reason. Uh, and I think you should be very quick to, to say, okay, learn from your mistakes, move on, move to the next one and apply those learns. So I don't know if, if that made sense or if that was helpful or insightful to anybody, but uh, that's it beautiful. Fun. It was beautiful. No. Happy birthday, my friend. Happy birthday. It was a thank you. Great, thank you. Great this is a fantastic yeah. birthday gift, by the way. <laughs> thank also, you the for only birthday us. gift I got today, and my, my, my family's not here around me, but I've gotten zero so far. <laughs> Well, I think the, ho the hotel did a better job. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, and 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 this is our first uh, ha birthday happy birthday edition. edition of the shot. So. Oh, there you go. Right. Perfect. Perfect. Send, send me the video. And last, <laughs> send me the video of the Barcelona waitresses singing "Happy Birthday" to you. Uh, later yep. on. Exactly. <laughs> we'll upload exactly. that to the comments of the LinkedIn post. So no. right. Wonderful. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. All right. Well, to all the listeners and viewers, thanks for tuning in. Subscribe and forward it on to others to join the shot. Cheers. Thank you. Take care. Cheers. See you soon.